In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, here's some great news. Jesus is better at praying than you are. I know that sometimes when somebody is better than we are at something, better kids, better money, better job, better at sports, better car, better house, better music, better school, better spouse, we get nervous. We even get envious and resentful. And we can start to feel bad about ourselves, but really today there is no need for that. It is a simple fact. Jesus is better at praying than you are. But there is no need to feel threatened by that because Jesus is not here to judge us. Instead, Jesus is here to help us and to bless us, to give us everything he's got, and the very first thing that Jesus gives us today is a prayer. You all know this first story, I'm sure. Because Jesus is so busy and so challenged, he is absolutely religious about setting time aside to pray. Jesus' life is so challenging, preaching and teaching and healing, being tempted by Satan, making wrongs right, forgiving sins, that Jesus always makes the time to enjoy the rest and quiet and comfort and wisdom that comes from talking to his heavenly Father. When the disciples see that Jesus takes time to pray and that Jesus is actually very good at praying, they do not get nervous or angry or feel threatened at all. Instead, this morning, you see a time when the disciples are very patient. They wait for Jesus to finish, and then they beg him for a little help. Verse 2, Lord, teach us to pray. As is so often the case, Jesus replies by giving them far more than they could have imagined. Other rabbis at the time of Jesus taught their followers techniques. Silence and place and posture and duration. And all of those things are important to prayer. But Jesus is different from other rabbis because Jesus gives more. Jesus doesn't simply give technique. Jesus actually gives his disciples words to say. He gives them his very own prayer. He gives them the prayer that he uses when he talks to his Father. Here, it's yours. Take it. Use it. This is exactly how it is done. In those words, there is a miracle. When you and I say these words, his Father becomes our Father. When you and I say these words, our Father who art in heaven, you and I become part of the family. We are welcomed and we are loved. We are forgiven and we are protected. We are cared for. We are freed. And we are given a fresh start. All because in these words, his Father becomes our Father. It is the absolute best. 
With Jesus, there is always more. And from the text, you know that Jesus does not stop there. This morning, Jesus doesn't just give us something for us. He also gives us something for those around us. He gives us things to share with others. And that is the second part of the text. You and I know that part of the Christian life is being in it for others. We've talked so often about focusing out, about loving God and serving our neighbors. This text is a wonderful example of that. I'm sure that you've all had a time when you felt helpless, when you didn't feel like you had the stuff to give to a neighbor, your child or your mother or your father or your friend came to you sick or broken or challenged or frightened. They came and asked you for help and you found actually that you couldn't help. This often happens to pastors. People come and ask for things that we of ourselves simply don't have to give. It is impossible your hands and mine are empty. You and I at times just don't have the answer. There are times when you and I are so helpless because we have nothing to give. But Jesus does. And if it ever happens to you again, think of this text because Jesus tells you exactly what to do. If somebody you love comes to you and begs you for something you just do not have, don't worry, says Jesus. You can borrow that from me. That's the point of the story, that you can go to your neighbor, you can go to your friend, you can go to Jesus and borrow what he's got. That is the second great story. If somebody comes at you, to you at midnight and they bang on your door and they ask you for what you do not have, Go ahead and answer the door, says Jesus, and ask them to wait and come to me and borrow what you need and then give it to them. Give to them whatever you can borrow. When you do that, you are putting your friends and family in touch with Jesus. In a way, you are carrying your friends and family to Jesus himself for his healing touch. And you are giving them whatever Jesus has to give. Sometimes that will be very practical. It will, in fact, be a couple of loaves of bread or money or clothes, and that's really pretty easy for any of us. But more importantly and more often, what people really need is the teaching and the feeding and the touch and the forgiveness that Jesus brings. What they need is the way that Jesus makes wrongs right, at base, what they need is the forgiveness of sins, that shame and guilt are taken away. More often than not, it is the warm welcome, it is the kind voice, it is the inclusion of being part of the church, being part of the family. It is the embrace of our Heavenly Father, it is protection and love and freedom, all the things described in the Lord's Prayer. It is beauty and community and honesty it is the joy of having a heavenly Father who is for you and not against you, and there is nowhere else in all the world that you can get that. 
And you can do that, not just for yourselves, but also for other people, because Jesus has invited you to pray not only for yourselves. Jesus has taught you to pray not just for you and yours, but for all those around you and for the world itself. You can do that because Jesus gives us things not just for ourselves, but for others. Finally, Jesus knows that our prayer lives go up and down. Jesus knows that we get tired and that we get frustrated, especially in our prayers. Jesus also knows that sometimes we just get stubborn. We simply won't have the answers that our Heavenly Father is giving us. Then what? I've said it to you before, and I will say it to you again this morning. I could be happy if the only thing I knew about prayer besides the Lord's Prayer was this, that when you pray, God gives you what you ask or something better. It is Bernard of Clairvaux. When you pray, God gives you what you ask or something better. Every time, what you ask or something better. That's just another way of saying that God loves us dearly, that he takes us as his own children, and that he never gives us anything but his best. And so if you ask for fish and eggs, you won't get spiders and snakes. Jesus guarantees that. You will get fish and eggs and then everything else, all good things, and especially the good thing. In the church, you get all these things and then the best thing, Jesus on the cross, died and risen again, given to you in the sacraments and in the word, Jesus touching you and your family and all your friends with healing, Jesus making wrongs right. So this text is all good news. If Jesus is really good at praying, and if your heavenly Father is really, really good at answering, if Jesus teaches you and your Father blesses you, then they together will always give you what you ask or something better. What you ask or something better for you and for all those that you bring to Jesus. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.